if you're having a miserable time and you just want it to be over, the faster you can push yourself, the sooner it's going to be over. So, you know, if I hit a low point, sometimes I'll remind myself, you know, this will be over faster, the faster you get there. Diz Runs Radio, episode 737, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to uh, remind you, maybe you maybe you've heard this before, maybe you haven't, but I will be at the Cannonball Marathon later this year, October the 13th, I believe is race date. That's the weekend, October 12th and 13th in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'll be there probably running the marathon. Um, I suppose there's an off chance I might drop down to the half, but most likely going to run the marathon, um, but would love to see you there. There's a marathon there that weekend. Obviously, like I said, a half marathon. I believe there's also like maybe a 5K. Let me uh, see if I can find that here real quick. But if you want all the information on the Cannonball Marathon, just head over to cannonballmarathon.com. Again, that's the weekend of October 12th and 13th in Greensboro, North Carolina. Yes, there's a marathon, half marathon, and 5K. Would love to see you there. If you're going to be there, let me know. We'll we'll plan up uh, maybe a little a little meetup, maybe a little uh, I don't know. We'll we'll do something. Uh, if if one, two, five, eight of you, however many of you that might be there, let me know, and we will figure something out. Uh, whether it's grabbing a drink after the race, grabbing a meal before or after. Uh, if nothing else, worst case scenario, can we please just get uh, a, a Diz Runs family? Uh, photo, uh, you know, selfie, whatever the case might be at the start line. Um, but if you're going to be there for any of those races, please let me know. And if you're, if you're still looking for a race this fall, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a good one. Uh, pretty course, great time of year to be in that part of the country. Nice. Should be nice weather. Can't guarantee weather, of course, but, uh, should be good. So check it out. Cannonballmarathon.com. And now let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today I'm going a few easy miles with a, a guy that just loves him some time on the trails. I mean, all, all of us love getting out for, for our runs, uh, and I think today's guest would you know take, take it just about in whatever form he can get, but if he can get it on the trails, that is the preference. Uh, he's been also been showing up in my uh, Twitter feed more and more of late, and at some point in the last week or so, I just kind of decided, hey... Um, I need to just, you know, stop stop enjoying some of his tweets and the things that he's posting and actually bring him around and see if we can have a, a proper chat. And uh, here we are. So without any further ado, we'll, we'll dive into everything about uh, Mr. Jeff Fleming here in just a second. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Jeff, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, certainly. Uh, guys, if you want to check out more about what Jeff's got going on, uh, the, the blog updated once in a while, actually updated fairly recently as we're recording, but uh, you know, sometimes there's some gaps in between there. But uh, rundemtrails.wordpress.com is the website for, or is the link for the website, and that's run, R-U-N-D-E-M-T-R-A-I-L-S, rundemtrails. Uh, and if you remember that first bit, that's the, probably the better place to connect with him and, and stay up to date with what he's got going on and interact and all that, those types of things. Like I said, he's all over social media, especially Twitter. It kind of seems like the, uh, the place to be at rundemtrails.com. Trails on 
Instagram and Twitter both. Uh, and if you want to, uh, you know, you're out on the go, can't remember anything like that, or, or forgot to write something down, or don't have the ability to write something down, disruns.com slash 737 is the link that'll take you back to the show notes for today. And uh, we'll have everything linked up there, photos, all the all the good stuff in the, in the show notes for today's episode, disruns.com slash 737. So Jeff, the way we always uh, start off each episode of the show is with the same simple, simple question that uh, for some folks, it's a pretty easy one to answer. For some people, it's a, it's a bit more difficult to try to narrow it down, but uh, usually gives us a, you know, a, a great place to start and, and some place to build off of. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Ah, oh, that's a great question, and I've ever an ever evolving question, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I started years ago running five k's, then became ten k's, then became half marathons, and I love a good trail marathon. But I gotta say, really feel like in the last year or two, uh, the fifty k has been my sweet spot. And why is that? Something about the distance is just. You know, being out there five, six, seven hours, uh, most of a day, uh, just, I don't know, that, that just feels like a sweet distance. Just feels like the right amount of time to really push yourself. You can, you can get to some serious lows. You can recover mm-hmm. if there's time enough to recover, can hit some serious highs. Uh, just, yeah, something about that, that amount of time, I think, on a trail is just, right now for me, is a sweet spot. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm I'm uh, warming up to the 50k a little bit after after resisting the ultra distances for for uh, a while. Um, I've I've uh, run a couple actually as we're recording this, running uh, my third one tomorrow. So it's uh it's uh-huh. growing on me the the uh, 50k nice. distance. Yes, sir. Nice. What race is tomorrow? It is uh, the the sweat, swat, and swear in the swamps of Central Florida. It's going to be a, a toasty one on Memorial Day weekend. It's not Oof. not the uh, ideal uh, time of year for a fifty k down here, but you know us foolish runners, it's like, hey, race, might as well do it, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> Florida though, probably relatively flat. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a few uh, a few Florida hills there, but yeah, nothing nothing that anybody who lives anywhere where there's proper elevation change would uh, would really bat an eye at what we've got down here. Nice. Yes, sir. That yes, sounds sir. like fun, though. Yeah, that it'll be like fun. it'll be a good time. You know, try to try to uh, get finished before the sun gets too high, but um, <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. So you, you said that, that the fifty k kind of feels like a, a sweet spot for you. Um, ha, have you have you dabbled much longer than fifty k yet? I, I, you talked about kind of building all the way up to it. Have you gone much past that? I have done. Um, yeah, I have. I've done several. Well, several, four or five 50 milers, uh, 200 Ks and I've done 100 miler. Oh boy. Yeah. You, you've gone past 50 K then. Yeah. That, that, uh, that counts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, um, the last two years done the Miwok hundred K and last year was rough. It was the hardest thing I'd ever done. It was harder than the hundred miler I did. Then this year it was a little easier. I think I'm starting to figure out the 100K. So ask me again in like two or three years what my favorite <laughs> distance is. It may have changed. Well, yeah, like, like you said, it's, it's an evolving, evolving answer to that question for sure. What, what uh, you know, for, for somebody who's, you know, me, never gone farther than, than 50K, um, the idea of 100 miles just is still, is still just ridiculous. Like I, I, I could probably, you know, if I trained for it, I, I'm sure I could probably do it, but I have, I have no desire to run that far. Um, warming up to the idea of 50 miles, maybe, maybe someday could see a hundred K at this point. Um, but it kind of sounds 
I don't want to say ridiculous, but you know, the idea that, that the hundred K was much more difficult than the hundred miler is, is kind of a, a head scratcher for me. What, what made that race so much more difficult than the, than the hundred mile that you've done? Well, um, the hundred miler I did, didn't have a ton of vertical gain. Mm. The hundred K I did was, uh, somewhere in the area of 12,000 feet of, of climbing mm-hmm. and, I think last year, I'm, I don't know, my nutrition was off or my hydration was off, and I was running great for about 40 miles. And then, and it may have even been mental, and I still don't know to this mm-hmm. day, but I just got to a spot where I physic- mentally or physically, I just couldn't make myself run. I would run 10, 15 yards and then just, I just didn't have it in me to, to run um, and walked a mm-hmm. really long time that felt like forever and just was mentally the biggest challenge I've ever had. Gotcha. Gotcha. The, Go ahead. The, yeah. And the, when I did the hundred miler, yeah, just no concept. I did the hundred miler first, actually. I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> I didn't really know the course. I'd never run the majority of it. Um, took that real slow, had a really strong, um, nutrition plan, hydration plan. The weather was really agreeable. Um, yeah, but I think the hundred K just was probably a combination of things and just became this brutal mental challenge. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's, that seems like, you know, from the, the ultra runners I've talked to the little bit of, of dabbling in the ultra world that, that I've done, um, that, that, that mental piece, I mean, and shoot, even, even, you know, even in, in shorter, you know, quote unquote, shorter distance, stuff, even in the marathon, half marathon, sometimes that, that mental thing, um, is really, I mean, that's, that's the thing that you got to control the most. And, you know, if, if the mind is willing, the, the, the body will follow, right? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And then this year when I ran the hundred, I think because of that experience, when it got hard, when I wanted to stop running, I just said to myself, Hey, is there a reason that you're not running? Mm. Is the terrain too hard? No. Okay. The terrain's not too hard. You can run, you can run this terrain, run. And, and if you, I found for me, if I was able to just sort of get a little momentum going, run for a 10th of a mile, then it became easier and easier to keep running as long as the terrain was agreeable. Um, so yeah, I mean, just experience got me through the second one. My time was actually slower, but I had a much better time out there. I ran a vast majority of the runnable terrain. I ran maybe all of it. i you know, power hike the uphills, but, um, yeah, it felt like my performance this year, even though it was slightly slower was, was much stronger. That's, that's, uh, I, I, I don't want to say this the wrong way. So, so if this comes out quite not right, uh, forgive me, but that's, that's something that I've kind of learned too, um, recently that I feel like I can have a race that I perform better in, even if the time doesn't, uh, doesn't maybe necessarily reflect, or if you're just looking at the, at the numbers, you'd say, Oh, well, this race was better because it was the same distance. It was faster. Um, but, but it's not, you know, not necessarily being that case. Um, is that something that, um, like I said, it's kind of interesting to me because I'm just kind of feel like I'm experiencing that in the last six or so months of, of my own running. Um, was, was that something that, I don't know. I mean, I, I, was that a, a sort of a tough pill to swallow or was that something that was hard to accept that even though the time was slightly slower, you, you feel like you ran better or, or how did, how did, how did that 
again, for lack of a better way of asking this question, because I'm not quite sure how to spit it out right. But how did you? How did that realization come to you? Was it difficult, or or any? You know, if that if that makes any sense at all? Oh, absolutely makes sense, and it was difficult. I was sort of trying to do the math in my head as I was running this year, comparing to last year, and I thought I was ahead of last year. I thought I was going to beat last year by. Maybe at certain points, I thought maybe 15 minutes. And then as I got closer to the finish, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not there yet. And I'm approaching mm-hmm. the time. What the heck happened? And yeah, I have to admit, I finished and I was like, I was happy to be done. The the elation of crossing the finish line and being able to sit down. But then as I thought about it, I thought, what happened? And as my brain framed it as what went wrong. Mm. And as I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, Part of the reason the previous year had been such a struggle was maybe I went out too fast. Maybe that first 40 miles, I pushed too hard, and that's why I hit a wall. This year, I kept it much more steady. I didn't suffer nearly as badly. I was able, like I said, I was able to run the runnables. But the the only way to do that was to slow it down. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather add a couple of minutes and have 100K of enjoyable journey versus 20 something miles of utter misery and maybe shaving (laughs) off a couple of minutes. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think, and I think maybe, um, you know, for me at least being a bit more road runner where it really is kind of, you know, it seems like at least it's, it's more time focused than, than the trails. Cause obviously every trail is, is so different. So it's hard to judge one to the next and even the same race one year to the next, the weather conditions and whatnot can really impact, uh, how the trail runs. So it was, it was a tough thing for me to swallow, but I don't know if, again, I don't know if this is going to come out right, but I, I'm glad to know that it was kind of a tough thing for you to wrap your head around at first too. Like, gosh, I feel like I ran this so much better yet. My time doesn't, doesn't show that. Um, maybe that's just kind of that competitive side of things when you're trying to push yourself a little bit and get the best out of yourself on each particular day. Yeah. Um, and I'm competitive with myself and this is only the second time I'd done a hundred K. It was the same course. I felt more prepared. The weather was better this year. And I really felt like, you know, I'm not going to take a lot of time off. I know that I'm getting older. Um, I'm not getting faster, but I'm getting hopefully smarter Mm. and stronger mentally. And I thought "Ah, I could maybe take five, 10 minutes off. And like I said, calculating while I was running, I thought that's where I was. So yeah, I was kind of surprised to cross the finish line and go, wait, that took three minutes longer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then eventually I was like, yeah, but look how much more fun the journey was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think again, you know, talk about getting, getting a little bit older, maybe that's a little bit of with age comes wisdom that it's not always just about the, the clock, but like I had more fun. I didn't suffer. Um, for me, it's been more of a, like I've, I've run complete races instead of, you know, really having that section where I walked for, for much more than I would like to, or something like that. So it's, it's maybe moving the goalposts a little bit, but it's looking at things from a different way and going all, all together. I think that was a better race, even if the time wasn't, uh, wasn't as good or, or didn't quite compare to the other one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll look, I'll always look back at last year's race and remember how in intensely difficult it was and it was a huge learning experience i was honestly i was ready to drop out i got to an aid station that was at mile 49 Mm. Uh, we'd just come down a really steep hill hill which i had walked down because i was in so much pain i got to the bottom of the aid station and i said i'm dropping i'm done i'm finished Uh, i can't do this anymore we had to turn around and climb a mile and a half Mm. up a hill like literally the mile and a half was uphill 
And I said, I can't do it. I'm done. And then there was just a random person there. It wasn't even a volunteer or anything. They were there to cheer on a runner they knew. And they looked at me and they said, oh, no, you got this. You're strong enough. You just need a minute, have something to eat. They talked to me for about five minutes. I had something to eat. And I was like, okay, I'm only, I mean, only, right? right. A half a marathon <laughs> from the finish. I'm so, you know, based, I've done the majority of this race. I get up mm-hmm. this hill, it's flat or downhill to the finish. I struggled through and I was a huge learning experience. And I was able to apply that to this year. Maybe I wasn't as trained this year. I don't know. But mm-hmm. just like you said, much more complete race, start to finish, no super lows. I mean, there's always lows when you go that right. long, but nothing, no suffering really. Just, uh, yeah, just managed it better. Yeah. I think that's, that's maybe a, a, a really great way to look at it. And, and again, you know, we're, we're talking long distance stuff here, but it, it really does apply to, to any distance, you know, any, any race, manage it, manage it well. And if the, if the clock doesn't quite show it, that's, that's just one metric, but there's other ways to, to grade your performance and still be able to say, Hey, you know what? Still had a really good race, ran a smart race, whatever the case might be. So, um, yeah. And I mean, oh, if you're, you, you don't want to, no, that's okay. Go ahead. Well, I was just, I was just going to, going to shift, shift focus just a little bit there, Jeff. Um, what, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked at the beginning as, as far as, you know, kind of building yourself up from five K's to 10 K's up to you know 50 K now. And obviously with, with some other things that have gone farther than that is, is your favorite race. But, um, what, uh, what got you started in a sport? How did you, how did you, uh, stumble into the running world? Is it something that's kind of always been part of your life or, or where did you, uh, come into it, into the game? Uh, no, I didn't always run. To be honest, when I was uh, a teenager, we used to make fun of people who ran. We thought it was a, <laughs> running was something you did when you were doing a sport. You know, I was into soccer, played a little basketball. Uh, I was always, you know, doing pickup football games with friends. And, and we always thought running was just something you did during a sport. You mm-hmm. didn't just run. Um, then, you know, you get older. I got into my 20s. And was occasionally going to the gym, but I didn't really have a goal. It's difficult to motivate myself. And a local radio station out here was putting on a five-mile race. And I thought, all right, that's what I need. I need a goal. So I set myself a goal to do this five-mile race, started training. I went to the gym like three times a week, got on the treadmill, and I said, okay, I'm doing five miles on the treadmill. I'll run while I can, as long as I can run, as far as I can run. When I get too tired, I'll walk but I'm going five miles every time I come to the gym. So three days a week, I went and did five miles. By the end of my training cycle, I was able to run the full five miles on the treadmill, went out, did the race, and it was just the race environment. I can still remember the start was super exciting and just the sound of hundreds of feet pounding the pavement and everybody sort of on this mission together, but separate and just got caught up in the excitement of that and and started searching around for every 5k I could find and just was running five, six, five Ks every summer. And that became 10 Ks. And yeah, it just went on from there, found the trails eventually, and then realized that's where my true joy was, was out running in the dirt. <laughs> what was, what was, uh, before we get to too much into the trails, although that's definitely where I want to want to get here before too much longer. Um, what was, what was the impetus to keep up in the distance? I think I'm just a competitive Mm -hmm. person who's just kind of driven to just see what I'm capable of, I guess. And, and, 
yeah, not, I mean, I never, certainly never mastered a 5K. I was never fast. It was never anywhere near the front of the pack. But then I thought, what's running six miles like? What's a 10K feel like? And then, yeah, just wanted to explore that and found some fun 10Ks and found some trail 10Ks and just kind of just, just always pushing to see what else I could do, what more I could do. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, uh, like you said, start finding some, some trail races and really find, uh, you know, uh, uh, a joy for being on the trail. What, uh, what got you on the trail for the first time? You know, that's a really good question. And I'm not entirely sure what the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think to be honest, I never super felt super comfortable running on roads, like training where there's traffic and feeling nervous. Like I live in Oakland, California, fairly populated area. There's not a ton of um, paths that are dedicated to bikes or, or, I mean, it's better now, but back when I first moved here, it was like, if I wanted to run from my house, I was on the roads competing with traffic and, and never felt comfortable, but there were trails nearby and I knew I could go run on the trails and not have to worry about cars and minimum number of bikes. And I think I just discovered that, and I've always liked hiking and did some backpacking trips in college and just kind of combined the two. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a fairly diverse, uh, group of people that listen to the show, Jeff. So there's, there's some people that have probably, that, that are probably like you that, that would just, you know, trails is, is, is pretty much what they, what they enjoy doing. And, and, uh, you know, they'll run on the roads once in a while if they have to, but, uh, for the most part, stick to the trails. And then there's, plenty of folks that listen that have, you know, never, never gotten off the, off the, the road or the sidewalk or the paved path to get onto the trail. And there might even be a few people that prefer the, the treadmill, although I do, I don't know. I don't know how anybody does that, but to each, to each their own. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing that, that I've noticed is I've dabbled a bit more into, into trail running over the years is, uh, just how, how different, I mean, even though it's the same, you know, it's the same thing, it's running, um, it's putting one foot in front of the other, um, trail running is, is different than road running. It's, it's two, two different sports almost sometimes. What, what was your kind of experience here or what was your take on that idea of kind of comparing and contrasting, uh, trails versus roads, even, you know, even from the, the first few times and even, even to today, what's what, you know, how do you, how do you kind of look at the two different, uh, disciplines of our, of our sport? Well, one of the things that, that I've really enjoyed, um, is there's a marathon here, the Oakland marathon. Um, and it's, it used to run a course, they've changed it, but in the years past, it's run a course that's gone through, uh, I don't know, a dozen different neighborhoods in town. People come out with their coffee and their breakfast and they mm-hmm. go to the end of their driveway and cheer on the runners as they go by. And there's bands periodically and just the road, ra- the road marathons or road races have much more of a, uh, sort of a party atmosphere, a the community coming together and cheering on the runners. And that was always something that I really enjoyed. Um, trail run and then trail running, obviously you're, you're much more alone, especially on just on training runs. You're out there, you have the solitude and the silence and the beauty of nature and you can kind of breathe a little deeper, I feel like, but, uh, um, yeah, I enjoy both. I enjoy a good road marathon just to, just to watch the, community come together and celebrate running is, is really fun too. Do, do you still do much road running? You know, I, uh, 
try to, I usually limit myself to like one road marathon a year. Um, my first, uh, marathon was, uh, 2009. I did the Napa Valley marathon, which I really enjoyed. And then they started up the Oakland marathon in, uh, 2010 and uh, I've run that every year that they've done it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I usually just limit myself to one road marathon every year. Gotcha. Do, do you find, I, I know I've, I feel like I've heard this at least from, from some other folks. Um, do you, do you find that, uh, you know, from the, the increased density of the surface of running on the, on the roads versus the trails, do you find that a, a road marathon beats you up a lot more than uh, a trail, maybe 50 K or maybe even something a little bit longer than that? Definitely. Definitely. Um, especially when you get into the longer distances and you're talking about, you know, a hundred K, but you're, you're walking, mm. you know, 10 miles of it. Cause it's steep uphill or just to make it to the finish, right. you absolutely have to hike parts of it. Um, my recovery from the Oakland marathon this year was definitely longer than my recovery from, uh, the hundred K for sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, kind of getting, getting more into, into the trails and, and, uh, uh, something that I, I've, I've asked some people about before and it's, it's, it's kind of a, a fun thing to, um, compare and contrast from different, different locations. Uh, and that would be the, the wildlife. Uh, any, uh, w- what's your, uh, experience with, with critters out on the trails? Any, any close calls of a, of a dangerous kind or mostly steered clear of, uh, the, the wigglers and the, the biters and the things like that, that you can see out there? Oh, I've seen so much wildlife. Um, the only time I was ever nervous, I was running. It was a Friday night. It was, I want to say maybe 11 o'clock at night, uh, came around a corner, started down this trail and there was a pair of eyes (laughs) reflected in my headlamp. And based on the gait of the animal, I knew it was a cat Mm -hmm. and it was a big cat and it was, (laughs) it was a mountain lion. Uh, and that scared me. That scared me. Uh, I stopped in my tracks slowly started. I mean, I didn't even get that close to it. I was maybe 20, 30 yards and he had run across the trail, hopped over a downed tree, gone up a hill and was stopped on the hill, just staring at me. Mm -hmm. Um, I slowly backed away until I felt comfortable. I turned around and I hauled myself out of there (laughs) and I took a different route than I had Uh planned that night. Um, but you know, I've seen foxes, I've seen coyotes, I've seen, you know, basically every kind of critter that we have up here, but that was really the only time I was ever even, yeah, I was scared, but it's the only time I've ever been nervous about an animal Mm -hmm. was that one time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, those those big cats are beautiful, but they're beautiful. On, they're they're much more beautiful on TV or you know from from a very very far. Uh, you stumble upon one like that. Ooh, that'll that'll get your heart beating for sure. Yeah, and it was particularly weird because I mean I've been running those trails for ten fifteen years, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen even the slightest sign of. Of I know there I know that we have mountain lions here. I'd never seen any sign of one. Never heard of anyone who'd seen one. And then yeah, just that night, mm. <laughs> unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did did that uh, close encounter change like as far as change? You know, like I'm not going to run that trail for a while, or, or you know, did how how long did it take you to kind of feel comfortable on that same stretch of uh, of trail again? Yeah, honestly, uh, I stayed off that trail for a while, probably. 
um, at least at night. I don't mm-hmm. think I ran that trail at night for oh, probably a couple months. Not necessarily on purpose, but if I was doing a night trail, yeah. And then the first few runs at night, I was definitely much more on edge than I than I would be, much more uncomfortable. But I just figured, you know, it's a one in a million yeah. to even see it, let alone to have it take any real interest in me. And uh, just kind of forced myself to get back out there. And but yeah, it was a while before I was on that trail at night again, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you can you can do the math or you can think logically about it and be like, you know what, that that cat has probably seen me a dozen times and or you know these knew knew that I was coming and 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 got out of the get out of the 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 area uh, a dozen times with that one time you see him, man, whoo, that'll that'll change your perspective for at least for mm. a little while. <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So, um, you know, again, I I I love talking to to folks that run a lot of trails because. Uh, Part of, um, I don't know, I've said this before, but part of my hesitancy to be as much of a trail runner is that, you know, I live in Florida and we don't have real trails because, you know, because it's just swamps or whatever that that we're running through, which is a ridiculous rationale to not run on the trails as much. But, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, we've talked a little bit in the the 100Ks about hiking and some of the elevation and and things like that. Um, For somebody like, like myself, who's fairly a flatlander, even if I can get on the trails once in a while, there's not a whole lot of hills and a lot of elevation and things like that. Um, you know, any, uh, any words of advice or things to consider, keep in mind for, for myself or others that are listening that, uh, you know, maybe are going to find themselves in a, on a hillier trail, uh, whether it's a race or a training run vacation, that type of thing at some point in the future to, to kind of, um, I don't know if, if check the ego is the right way of saying it or to, uh, you know, not uh, not be too intimidated by the hi- by the hills and the and the climbs and things like that because uh, like I said it's it's something that I want to do more of and I'm I'm trying to get more of it down here but uh, I know that it's not quite the same experience as somebody who has some some actual elevation uh, in their in their area as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, ego. If you if you feel like you have to finish a race running, then yeah, you're gonna <laughs> struggle. You're gonna struggle in some of these some of these runs, uh, obviously training, doing a ton of vert during training runs is super important. Um, you know, and, and honestly practicing hiking because you're going to hit that point where you just, your body is not able to run anymore. Your lungs are overworked, you're overworking your system and you have to drop to a hike. And if you don't train the muscles that hike, you're, you're going to struggle. It's going to hurt. And you're going to find yourself in a position where it's too hard to run because it's so steep and then your muscles are fatigued because you didn't train enough in hiking. Um, and then, you know, just proper technique. Mm. Uh, you see a lot of people, they get to a hill and they start to get tired and they sort of lean back and they put their hands on their hips and that's just making it that much harder. And you got to kind of lean into the hill and, you know, use your quads and use your calves and, Mm. Yeah. And yeah. And just don't be afraid to walk. Don't be afraid to hike those hills for sure. I mean, the, the ultras I've done where there's been considerable climbing, I wouldn't have finished if I tried to run them. I would have just, just completely burned myself out. Yeah. And it's, and it's something that I think, uh, even though I I feel like I've heard it before, or at least heard people talking about it before. Um, but easy to overlook, like you need to, to, to train the hiking muscles. Cause even though it's still, you know, upright, ambulation one foot in front of the other it is different than than running and easy to to lose sight of that when when you're preparing for a race or, or just not even you know 
think about it at all that that yeah i might i might want to practice this a little bit to make sure that uh, my my body knows what i'm asking it to do yeah for sure i remember the the first time i did a 50 miler i did the north face uh endurance 50 miler out here in marin county super hilly like 10,000 feet of elevation gain and yeah about halfway through i was power hiking a hill and i realized i had not practiced not just not enough climbing but i had not practiced enough hiking Mm -hmm. and like the glutes were getting sore the quads were getting sore and you know i got to the top of the hill started to run it wasn't sore got to the next power hiking section and i started suffering again and i was at that point i was like oh yeah you really need to train the hiking as well yeah, easy easy thing to overlook until you till you find yourself in that that uh, situation, and then you're like, ah, note to self: next time, not, don't make the same mistake again. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, again, kind of shifting back again to uh, something that we you know kind of you kind of mentioned a couple times, and and didn't you know didn't dive into it at that at that point, but something I always love to go back to um, is talking about kind of some of the the ups and downs, the highs and lows, kind of the, some of those mental struggles that we have during during races, and again, um, you know talking predominantly in, in your experience with probably some of the, the ultra distance type of things. But again, for those that, that don't, uh, haven't run ultras, but you still str- have some mental struggles. Hey, the, these same struggles apply to, to any runner, any distance, uh, no matter what. But, um, I've said several times on the show over the years that I feel like the mental piece of, of my game is, is one of, if not my biggest weak link. Um, I think I'm getting better, thankfully. Uh, but, but still, you know, always have room to improve there. Uh, and, and I'm curious, you know, what, what are, are some of your, um, strategies or things that you do when, when you find yourself in a, in a, in a 50 K 50 mile, hundred K, whatever the, you know, hundred mile, whatever the distances are, where you really find yourself going into that mental funk or that, that this is a really low point of this race. And, you know, it's one thing to kind of say, I know that I'll come back out of it at some point, but you know, when, when you find yourself in that situation, Jeff, how do you, how do you kind of keep things from devolving too far and kind of really try to keep, you know, keep moving until you can kind of work yourself out of that funk? Well, when I start to struggle, if I need to, to drop down from a run to a, to a, to a walk, I always try to maintain a brisk walk. Mm. Um, you know, you see people who stop or their hands on hips or they drop to a really slow walk. I always try to just tell myself, okay, it's fine to walk. Walking is fine. It's part of it. There's going to be low points, but you need to keep moving forward. You need to keep a good cadence going with your feet. Um, if you start to project a negative attitude with your body posture or you let yourself drop to a really slow walk or even stop. I feel like that is so much harder to get out of than if you just, you know, I just got to keep moving forward. It doesn't matter what the speed is. I mean, I'm not a fast runner when I'm running. And Mm -hmm. I feel like when I drop out of that run, just need to keep pushing, just need to keep moving forward. Um, You know, the finish line will come if you keep moving. If you stop moving, (laughs) it's not going to come. If you're having a miserable time and you just want it to be over, the faster you can push yourself, the sooner it's going to be over. So, you know, if I hit a low point, sometimes I'll remind myself, you know, this will be over faster, the faster you get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of, you know, a couple strategies for me is going into a race is try to avoid stopping. You know, mm-hmm. if I go into an aid station, 
spend the bare minimum of time there, um, thank the volunteers, get what I need and get out of there. Don't stop to chat. Um, if I need to walk, walk briskly. Uh, if I'm going up a steep incline, make it a power hike. Uh, just, you know, continue to move forward, stopping as little as possible. It's one of my biggest strategies. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that, and that makes sense. Cause you know, I mean, go back to, uh, you know, trigger, trigger warning, uh, you know, like high school physics of, you know, laws of motion and, and, uh, um, and a body in motion stays in motion. And, and I mean, that's, that's, uh, very true that definitely, at least again, in my experience as well, you know, when, once you, once you stop, boy, it's, it's tough. Once you kind of give in a little that, that much mentally of like, all right, I'll just, I'll just take my time in this aid station. Boy, it's, it's, uh, brutal to get going again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. One of the, one of the reasons I think that the hundred K or the hundred mile experience I had was better than my recent hundred K is, is the, you know, I just had that attitude of like, okay, get to the next aid station. Mm-hmm. But when you get there, get out of it as fast as you can. You can just keep the feet moving. Right. Um, and like you said, you, you, start to build up this momentum. If I can get myself to run for 10 yards, I can run for 20. If I can run for 20, I can run for 50. If I can run for 50. Mm-hmm. And then that just builds on itself. Uh, you get into a low point and you just gotta, you just gotta keep that momentum going. It's so important to not stop, not to slow down, just whatever your body can do to keep moving forward at the maximum speed. Yeah. What about on the, on the flip side of that? Jeff, when, when you're out and things are going well, you know, maybe you're 30, 40 miles into, into a race and like, you're kind of on, on the peak instead of at the trough, you're, you're, you're feeling pretty good. Everything's, everything's going. Um, have you, have you found ways to, to keep, uh, keep the things, you know, keep things good and and keep things moving in the right direction longer? Or or is it just kind of one of those ride the wave as long as you can, but you know, not really having any idea of how to extend it any more than, uh, whatever, whatever you've got on that day. Well, uh, <clears throat> I don't have any like particular strategies to try and keep a good section moving. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that I really contemplate it. If things are going well, it never occurs to me to, to try and extend it. But, um, you know, when I'm feeling good, I try to chat with other runners. I try to uh, appreciate the surroundings, maybe check out the view, um, intentionally smile, uh, and just really sort of when it's going well, just really try to tell myself, Hey, be in the moment, be in the moment, really enjoy this. Cause this is like, this is as good as it gets. This is why you do it. This is why you're out here every weekend training for these moments. Just, just really appreciate it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Those, uh, those good times, my boy, you know, and, and this isn't running or, or just about everything, you know, they, they, they never quite seem to last as long as you want to, but boy, when, when they do, it's, it's, uh, you know, got to take advantage of it as much as you can. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I really love the 50 K is, is I ran a 50 K a couple years ago and yeah, I'm sure, you know, there was parts where it was challenging, but I never had a low. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just had fun the entire day, kept interacting with other runners who were in good moods and they were doing well. And, uh, the most fun experience I've ever had at a race, uh, really happy with how I performed, but also just, um, that sweet spot lasted longer for that 50 K than I'd ever had it last before. And, and now that I'm a few years 
removed from it. I I can't even remember any lows. <laughs> I'm sure there were some because right. there always are when you go that far. But just uh, just cross the finish line, just glowing and feeling incredibly strong and 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 smiling and yeah, that was a wonderful race. Yeah, yeah. And- yeah, that's that's maybe again, you know, kind of one of those things where, like you said, there's there's had to been a low point, but yeah, the farther it gets, the more the the more the the, the good parts bubble to the surface, and the the uh, rough patches kind of start to to fade away a little bit. Um, kind of shifting gears, maybe for the for the last time today, we'll we'll see how this this goes here, Jeff. But um, kind of going back to that comparison of of road running and trail running, but looking at it maybe more from the community side of things. Um, you know, you, you talk about in the, the, the road marathons you run, how it's, it's definitely more spectators, especially running through neighborhoods, people coming out and supporting, which is, which is cool. And something that you probably don't get very often in, in the trail world. But what about from the, the interactions with the runners? And this is something that, you know, I've, I've, we've had this conversation before and, and, um, I've, I've, you know, I haven't done enough maybe trail and, and ultra races to really fully, uh, embrace or, or experience the differences. But, uh, you know, what's your, what's your take on, um, the actual runners community side of things, uh, comparing and contrasting road running, road running community versus kind of the trail and ultra running community. Well, I think that it's easier to carry on a long conversation during an ultra than (laughs) during a road marathon, which may or may not have an impact on how I know sort of the perception is that road marathoners are more focused and Mm. they're more insular, I guess, and uh, trail runners are more outgoing and friendly. But honestly, I mean, I don't know if that's true. Like I said, you're working a heck of a lot harder in a road marathon uh, in terms of focusing on pace and, Mm. you know, hitting marks and uh, you're probably running faster in a road marathon but i've you know it varies by race i've had some wonderful conversations in road marathons um the last three or four road marathons i've done i've run with one of their organized pace groups Mm. um and there's some great conversation uh the guys who were the actual pacers obviously fit enough to run considerably faster than we were running so very easy for them to carry on a conversation uh you always have uh, folks who've never run a marathon and were in those groups, which is really fun because they're asking a lot of questions and they're looking f- for folks around them to sort of build them up as it gets harder and harder. And as someone who's run a few marathons, um, it's nice to kind of be that person who can help the new people. But uh, then there's always people who've run a lot more than me. And it's fun to chat about what other races they've done. And um, I think you can carry on a longer conversation in a road marathon. Whereas with an ultra, you know, you hit an aid station, some people stop mm-hmm. or you hit a hill. Some people can run it. Some have to walk it, but you know, it varies. I think it varies by there's great people in both really. Right. Right. What about, uh, pre and post? Cause that's something that, that I'm, uh, maybe you know, looking forward to for tomorrow is, is kind of the, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a small 50 K it's, it's, you know, pretty much, you know, get there, 15, 20 minutes early and kind of, you know, everybody's just kind of standing around waiting, waiting to start. Nothing, no organized corrals, no, no big, big uh, to do's like that. And then of course, afterwards, you know, the, the, the food will be going and everybody will be kind of hanging out for a bit afterwards, which I feel like sometimes there's that at a, at a road race, but you know, a lot of times also it's, you know, kind of that same 
you know, sometimes laser focused mentality of like, all right, I finished, got my medal, got my food, get out of here type of thing. Um, do you have a preference for, for one, one style of pre and post running versus the, uh, the other? Yeah, there, I'm definitely going to weigh in on one side. Um, <laughs> I, the Oakland marathon is a pretty big marathon. Um, they also have a half going on at the same time. And I think, you know, there's thousands, there's literally thousands of people out there. I think last time it was seven, 8,000 people. Um, I don't think I've ever gotten to the finish line and kind of met a new friend or started talking with someone who I just didn't know at all. But I, you know, I can't even count how many times that's happened at, at trail runs. I mean, you get to the finish line, especially of a hard one, and everybody's looking at each other going, man, can you believe we did that? I can't believe we did that. And everybody wants to talk about their experience or other experiences they've had. Um, yeah, I definitely have had uh, some intense and good conversations and made new friends at, uh, at the finish line of, of trail runs. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll kind of wrap, start wrapping things up today, Jeff talking about, you know, kind of still about the, the community aspect, but what about, uh, you know, kind of mentioned in the, in the intro, I've, I've been seeing you a lot on, on, on Twitter and, and kind of just, uh, I don't know, bumping in a little bit or, or eavesdropping on some Twitter conversations. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you like about the online, uh, social media running community is, is that, uh, I mean, you know, on, on some hands, maybe, I don't know, I'll, I'll leave it up to you, but on some hands, I feel like it's, it's great. Sometimes it's like, you know, it's, it's still not that in person, so it's not quite the same, but, but what's your take on, uh, the, the online running community? I've had some great experiences and really honestly, the running community, uh, people I follow, people who follow me are so supportive and so kind and so generous. And I've had, Multiple people say, hey, if you're ever in the area, you can crash with me. We'll run together. Uh, I've met up with a few people uh, in real life and, and had a meal or done a run. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun. I really, really enjoy like reading what adventures other people go on and, and, and taking inspiration from that. And I love when people respond to, to pictures I've posted or runs I've done and uh, yeah, it's a really great supportive community. I didn't expect, uh, I didn't know what to expect when mm -hmm. I first joined Twitter and started following runners, but, uh, yeah, I've been really pleasantly surprised and, you know, saying someone you've never met in real life as a friend always sounds a little funny, but I really feel like I've made some friends, uh, on Twitter, people I'd love to someday meet in real life and have a run and share a beer and, mm -hmm. and a meal and, and, catch up but uh yeah just i love it i really love being on twitter and the people are amazing yeah i, I do too and it's it's you know I'm, I'm right there with you in that uh it, it sounds ridiculous to be like um a to not only you know kind of claim that these are some really good friends that i've made over the years but like not even to bat an eye about oh yeah like you're in town come on over and, and grab a meal or you know let's let's meet up for coffee and it's like you know, you, you, I'll tell some other people that I'm doing that family sometimes. And it's like, you, you mean you're having this person over to your house and like you, you've never met them before? And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, we've been, we've, we've shared 140 characters however many times on, on Twitter over the years. Like, like, you know, we're, like, yeah, they're, they're fine. And it's like, I guess you just kind of, you know, once you, once you're into it, you realize it. But when, if you, if you're not creating some of those uh, relationships or engaging in some of those conversations. Uh, it just seems, it seems ridiculous, but you know, maybe, maybe that's 21st century living as well. That just kind of be more digital. That's just kind of how we, how we do things, I guess. 
Well, yeah, and it's it's people that I never would have crossed paths with otherwise. I mean, like people in Germany, people in England, people in, you know, the far reaches, at least from where I am geographically in Canada. Um, last summer met up with a couple in Colorado and had a fantastic lunch and chat with them and we're planning other things. And it's, yeah, people I never would have otherwise met. Yeah. And that, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's an incredible thing. And, and it is, it's, it's a product of the age that we live in. Yep, yep. Well, and, and shoot, I mean, you know, it's it it brought us together. Otherwise, you, you never would have had to <laughs> hassle with some clown in Florida who has you know some little uh, rinky dink podcast to, to shoot the breeze about uh, running with. So you know, can't uh, certainly can't knock the the old Twitter for for how it brings some people together. Absolutely, and I'll yeah, I'll sit and talk running all day. My <laughs> wife will tell you she has to stop me sometimes because she's a runner, but not you know she's not as. Uh, crazy insane about it as i am and and she'll reach her limit pretty fast and be like you should go get on twitter to talk about right. that because <laughs> i've had enough and that's and that's the beauty of, of me doing this show is that you know we can, we can anybody i reach out to they're always like well yeah i mean i can talk about running it's like all right well let's let's do this and, and i'm not going to get bored of, of hearing the stories but uh at some point in every in every conversation it starts to run to that time where it's like hey we can't I mean, I guess we probably could keep going for for quite a while, but you know, it's at some point we got to start drawn uh, drawn to it to an end. So I think we're kind of at about at that point. But before we, we completely wrap up today, Jeff, um, I like to end with you know something that's kind of similar to the introductory question and that it's open ended. I call it a philosophical question, which sometimes can sound a little scary, but uh, just just a you know a, a very open ended you know kind of a nice little way to, to usually put a bow on things. And um, I'm just just kind of curious, you know, in, in the in the years that you've been running and kind of you know some of the different evolutions of distances and races and, and you're moving more from the roads to the trails, but still, still straddling the line a little bit. Um, wh why do you keep doing it? What does, what does running do to you? What does, what does running give to you that, that makes you want to, you know, just continue to, to get up and get out there first thing in the morning to, to keep towing the line with, with other, other runners at races to keep engaging on Twitter and the, in the running community. What, what does, is that one thing, or maybe the, the two things, uh, about running that's just really that you just, at this point, maybe, you know, might be putting it slightly exaggerated, but almost can't live without as it relates to our sport. I think in a way I can't live without it. Um, I mean, obviously I wouldn't pass away right. if I didn't run, but I feel like, uh, my quality of life, the way I find joy in life, uh, is very much tied to being able to get out there. Um, every single run is, a different adventure. Um, I, there's trails, there's trails near my house. I'm very lucky. Um, within five minutes, I'm on a trail, uh, from running from my house. And I, some of those trails I've run a hundred times, but I've, every single run is different. Mm -hmm. Um, you never know what you're going to find out there. Um, what kind of animals are going to cross your path, what people might cross your paths, uh, sunrises, sunsets, you know, rain, fog, um, just the, and it's endless variety, different seasons you run through. Um, I'm just excited to get out there and, and what's going to happen today? You know, I've run this trail a hundred times, but it's going to be completely different this time. What am I going to find today? And just, just the sense of adventure and, you know, plunging not completely into the unknown where it's unsafe, but unknown enough that, that every run has surprises. Uh, that's what drives me out there. That's what, that's what pushes me to get out there. And then, in terms of racing, um, not just meeting 
other people who had the same interests, but also sort of pushing myself to see, hey, what am I capable of? What can I do? What happens if I get out there and I'm out there for 20 hours, 24 hours? What is that, what is that going to do to me? How am I going to react? And, and again, it's just it's plunging into the unknown and, and having an adventure. Yes, I think I think we can all kind of relate to that uh, that thrill and uh, and and enjoy it as well. And so I'm going to try not to, to step on those words. I think that's a great place to to wrap things up for today. Uh, once again, guys, uh, rundemtrails.wordpress.com. If you want to kind of check in on some of, of Jeff's run uh, writings that go along with a lot of his running, and obviously talking about social media and engaging there uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, same handle, both places at rundemtrails. Again, R U N D E M T R A I L S. Rundemtrails. Dizruns.com slash seven three seven is the link to take you back to the show notes today. If you got anything that you want to check out, links, all that kind of good stuff, that's the place. Dizruns.com slash seven three seven. So Jeff, thank you for uh, for taking the time. I certainly. Uh, appreciate it and uh like i said I, i'm enjoying seeing seeing what you've got going on 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 the social medias on the twitter and, and looking forward to continuing to engage maybe even engage a little bit more on my end you know being a, being a little bit more uh giver instead of just taker on some of those twitter conversations but uh thank you for the time and uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best this year and beyond in, in your running and, and all the other adventures of your life as well yeah thanks for having me on it was really fun all right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Jeff and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that uh, we talked about a little bit today that really resonated with you? Um, for me, it, it goes back to, I mean, we, and we touched on this a little bit more in depth, um, but the, that whole idea that you can run a race and run it better, run it stronger have a have a just all around have a better race and yet still um, have that finish time be slower be not a PR um, is something that I think a lot of us maybe struggle with I know I struggled with that idea that concept you know if I'm if I'm getting faster that's that's the goal I get so locked in to the time on the clock at the finish line especially for road races it's it's such a it's such a thing you know it, it's it's with me I think it's a bit kind of uh, any, any of us that are competitive, you know, it's, it's, we're trying to push ourselves. We're trying to, to get quote unquote better to run faster. And it was really kind of an eye opening experience for me when, when I went out to Pocatello, uh, Idaho last year for the Pocatello marathon, which I highly recommend Labor Day weekend every year in Pocatello, Idaho. Um, but when I went out there last year to run, to run that race, it had been a while since I'd really raced a marathon and, I got out and it kind of had my plan and executed it and paced well and pushed and didn't fade, didn't fall apart at the end. And without a shadow of a doubt at that, at that moment, when I crossed that finish line, as I was reflecting on that race later that day on the trip home, et cetera, there was no question in my mind that that was the best marathon I had ever run. I mean, not even close. And yet I think I had, I, I, I know it was 20 minutes off of my, PR and I, I want to say that maybe there were at least one there was maybe at least one other race that was between my PR and that race as far as time goes. Yet there is no question that I ran this a smarter race. I was more prepared. I made good choices. I you know I, I paced well. Um, I didn't fade. I didn't walk. You know all of these things that to me and, and obviously nothing wrong with walking during a, during a race, but to me. Some of the things that, that had always eaten at me about other marathons, 
I really solved in that case, even though it was 20 something minutes slower than my PR. It was without a doubt my, my best race. And then, you know, a month later, a month and a half later, I ran another race that, um, didn't quite PR, but definitely, um, ran my second fastest marathon and ran it better than Pocatello. It was my new best race, still not a PR. Um, and so, you know, I think when maybe, you know, what I'm trying to get to, and I'm not certainly not trying to, to blow my own horn or anything like that, but when it comes to your, your finish time, when it comes to finishing a race and the time on the clock and, and how you think about the race, the, the finish time clock for some of us matters, but it's only one factor. It's only one data point. And there are other things that we can look at besides the finish time to measure whether or not we ran a good race. And yes, maybe the finish time, depending on what your goals are and what races you're running, maybe that, that is the most important thing, but there are still other ways to say that even if you didn't hit your, your time goal, even if you didn't hit that PR, you can still run a good race. And you know, one thing that I've, I've certainly learned is that you can have your best race, not necessarily be a PR race, which if you would have told me that, if you would have told me that I'd be saying those words two years ago, three years ago, I'd have told you you're crazy, but I, I definitely have lived it and experienced it. And as kind of happy to hear Jeff talk about it as well. Not that, not that he had a bad race in that one that was a PR, but just that I'm not the only one that uh, thinks this way, that you can have a really, really good race, your best race and not have it be a PR. Interesting thought, interesting, co- you know, kind of brain challenge, I think, to wrap your head around that. But we'd love to know your thoughts on that topic or any other topic, any other takeaways from today's episode. Let me know. I'm at DizRuns on Twitter. I'm at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today's episode, which you can get to at DizRuns.com slash 737. Leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways there. Uh, photos, links, all those things are there as well when you get to the show notes, DizRuns.com slash 737. Seven. So before we wrap things up today, just want to uh, remind you that uh, I'm going to be in uh, North Carolina this fall for the Cannonball Marathon. I believe that date is October the 12th or October the 13th, something like that. If I was a good, if I was a good promoter, I would have that date down and I would uh, be able to tell you exactly what the date is. And here I'm going to I'm going to sneak a little peek at the old calendar. The race date is October the 13th. So I was close. I was the right week, right right weekend at least. Um, but that is the the day of the Cannonball Marathon. And uh, if you are interested in joining me, I would love to see you there. I'd love to, to share a few miles with you or, you know, share a, a drink with you before race, after the race, share, share a meal, whatever the case might be. Uh, so if you want some information, you want to head to North Carolina in the fall, all you need to do is head over to cannonballmarathon.com and uh, get yourself signed up and, and let me know if you're going to be there. And uh, we can definitely set something up. We'd love to see you. Uh, shoot the breeze for a bit, maybe maybe interview you for the show. Who knows what might happen? But we'd love to see you if you're going to be in the Cannonball Marathon, Greensboro, North Carolina, North Carolina, the weekend of October the 12th and 13th. Be there or be square, um, but hope to see you there. But uh, anyway, at this point, we'll go ahead and, and wrap this thing up. Thanks again for all you do to support the show. Dizruns.com slash support has a whole list of, of options there. I really need to refresh that page and add some more things there as well. But uh, all that all that you do, whether supporting sponsors, supporting the races that I'm going to be at, if you if you do sign up for Cannonball Marathon, let them know that you uh, you know part of the reason that you're signing up is because I'm I'm coming. Even if that's not entirely true, um, that helps to keep that relationship with Junction Three One One going. Uh, they're the the uh, folks that own uh, that, that put on that race. So um, all those types of things, supporting sponsors, letting sponsors know that you heard about the stuff we talk about on the show. 
uh, sharing stuff, telling other people about the show. All those things help, um, and things continue to grow because because of y'all, because of y'all. So thank you for doing all that you do, all the support you give me. I really appreciate it. And uh, until next time, please do well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.